My name is Wyatt Graham. I'm with the Gospel Coalition Canada, and I'm joined here again for our third uh, Gospel-Shaped Worship podcast. Now, that's not really a name. That's a description because we're still working through what this podcast will be called. But I'm joined with Jody Cross, Pat Chabelle, and Rob Brockman. And uh, they're going to talk today a little bit about some of the practical nitty-gritty aspects of what it looks like to worship during this um, COVID-19 age where some churches are beginning to gather back together, but there are restrictions like don't sing. And you're a worship leader who leads people in song. So there are some complications, but the Lord is faithful. And I'm really happy to have these three men here to think through and talk through and to work together to give us practical ideas about what that might look like. So with that said, I'm going to hand it over to Jody Cross here to kind of take over for the rest of the podcast. And I will jump off the call. Hey, thanks, Wyatt. I was thinking uh, this is uh, the podcast number three. Ask Pastor John is about 1,497, and we're number three. So we are definitely <laughs> on the front end of this. We have a long way to go. We might all be 70 years old we're by babies. the time we're 14. <laughs> well, Pat and Rob, great to have you guys back. And uh, we've, been, we've been having some fun. Uh, we have been working on a song together. And uh, Rob, just give us a little, like, mini nutshell of kind of the little journey we're on and uh, tell the people what they might expect in a few weeks. Yeah, well, it started after our first podcast and I sent uh, an idea that I had, very small kind of idea to um, Pat and Jody and was like, hey, we had talked about Lament in the first episode and that was kind of the song I had been working on. So I threw it off to them and it's kind of blossomed. Jody wrote a great course for it and then Pat jumped in and helped us expand the verses and now we've been fine-tuning it and everything and, and going in cool directions. So I'm pumped. I, I was just, you know, I've been working on like some basic little recordings of it and just loving all of it, loving the lyrics that we've come up with. And um, it's just been a great experience. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm really excited to get it into the, the mouths of our people because I think it's a great song to sing, especially kind of what we're going through. And give us the title, the working title, at least at this point. Yeah, the working title right now is How Long Till That Day? Um, okay. Essentially just, you know, when we look at the grief of this world, when we look at the sin and the battle of flesh, and then we hope towards the day of Christ's return, um, just asking that God would come and hold us by his steadfast love um, in the midst of hardships. So, uh, yeah, very excited. Very excited yeah. about this one. Yeah, I... Yeah. I I think of the, I think it's Matthew Henry that said uh, there are two days. Was it him that said there are two days on my calendar, today and that day, and <laughs> we ought to live today in light of that day. Yeah. And uh, I think this is a a great song that is just talking about like, you know, this the reality of the present struggle of today. But how do we, in light of that day? You know, we're are struggling, we're wrestling, but we also realize that there's this uh, objective truth that never changes. And so I think it's, I think there's a really good um, tension there in the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we tried to, we tried to rid ourselves in a couple of key psalms and uh, we've been, we've been going at it in the octagon, the three of us, we still love each other. Uh, <laughs> collaborative songwriting is, is a, it's a whole fun thing. And uh, we could actually talk about that because there may be some people that are interested in collaborative songwriting and even how a song is birthed. And that would be maybe a, a future episode of our podcast. But uh, maybe I'll uh, title the song. Um, you said, how long till that day? I was yeah. going to retitle it. How long till it's done? Yeah. And, uh, 
but we are getting close to the end, aren't we? We're, uh, we're making good progress. I, I, um, I, yesterday, I threw out an idea. I was like, I think we need a fourth verse. And I'm sure you guys just sunk back in your seats <laughs> like, no, not another verse. <laughs> uh, it's been a great experience. So that's been fun. And as Wyatt said, we, uh, we're sort of like the generic no-name uh, podcast. And in the last few days, we've been um, just bouncing around a few ideas. Uh, but what we call this thing that we're doing, uh, we're really grateful to TGC Canada and to Wyatt for just allowing us to, to be here together uh, twice a month. Mm. And so, um, Pat, I don't know if you've got kind of any cool ideas, but we also uh, would love people to submit ideas. So this is a podcast about worship rooted in the gospel for worshipers and for leaders. So however people want to roll that out, package it, we'd love to hear your ideas. What are your thoughts, Pat? Oh, no. Great. Yeah. I, I think the, the goal is, is how do we keep Christ central in our, in our worship? And so, yeah, I love things that, yeah, I think we mentioned gospel shaped worship. And then I think you'd mentioned that there is a, a podcast already uh, with that title. So any, anything along the lines, I think of just focusing on the gospel in our worship. Yeah. People help us. If, if you're out there and you have some, some potential titles, I don't, I don't know how they get them to us. Do they get them through TGC or email TGC or comments on the comment? Yeah. <laughs> comment. What if we call it the Jesus centered gospel shaped Bible driven worship mm. matters. Cross centered. Is it? Cross yeah, that'll work. I was thinking uh, Pat Chabelle and the Ontario Boys. That uh, just kind of like a band name. I thought that was good, but uh, that really focuses yeah. on Christ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hearing hearing our muddling over the title, people won't be too excited about our song. But it is good. We're going to get a title, and uh, we're going to get the song. Well, into today's focus, as Wyatt led off. We in Ontario have had the opportunity for at least the last two weeks to come back together corporately in one physical place. And I think uh, we'll hear from Pat and what's happening out in BC. But um, it's, it's not been business as usual for sure. It was good to be back in Ontario. We were allowed to have 30% capacity of our 250 people that we could have in our building, according to capacity regulations. We only had about 120, so fewer numbers. And uh, we weren't permitted to sing. At least that's the, the way we've come down on it. So I, I do want to just uh, address that topic. How do we as worship leaders enable people or encourage or facilitate people to worship when the thing that we think a lot, worship equals music. Well, we know that's not exactly true. Uh, music and singing is an expression of worship. But a lot of people think, well, you, when you worship, you're singing. That's true. But worship can happen and does happen in different ways besides singing. And that's what we've been wrestling with. And that's what we want to spend a few minutes talking about today. Ephesians chapter 5 says this, uh, verse 18, very familiar verses as we think about uh, Paul's admonition. says, uh, don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. That was from uh, Ephesians 5, 18 to 21. And so we want to talk about how we as worship leaders, if you are in a spot where you physically cannot have congregational singing, 
what do you do if the body of Christ has gathered and how do you worship? So Rob, I'm going to throw that over to you mm-hmm. and uh, just you start, start, uh, start us off and give us some thought. Yeah. So this past, so we've only met once we met this past um, Saturday and Sunday. So actually we did three services because we realized that in order to keep unity, there's going to be a lot of people in our church who still aren't comfortable coming back to, uh, to services for great, for good reasons that we want to love and respect and honor. So what we did was we recorded our Saturday night service still so that we could have it uploaded for people at home Sunday morning. And then we offered a couple services Sunday morning for our church. So we did three services and uh, the nature of the service was very different. Um, We, we started off just kind of welcoming people and instructing them on how things were doing. We did a little call to worship. We looked at Psalm 122 and Psalm 133 and talked about unity and talked about how good it is to go to the house of the Lord. And then we, um, we've been go working through the new city catechism. And that was something that actually was a cool thing already built into our structure that we could harness. And, uh, and so we did that as well. And then it was just a matter of coming up with other ways if we can't sing to engage, engage with one another in worship to God. So what we did, and we had to cap our services to an hour. So we didn't have a ton of these things, but we did a responsive reading. And I took people to Psalm and we walked through the Psalm together. We're going through Nehemiah. And so we wanted to talk about how it's God. God is the one who grants us success. God is the one who uh, establishes and strengthens the church for its work. So we went through a Psalm and we did a little responsive reading and then we sung, well, the band sung a song to reflect on um, only a Holy God by city of light. And that song, again, just talks about what God can do and, and he is a holy God and how we worship him because of his power, his holiness and his awesomeness. So, and then we preached, we had a time of preaching the word and then we dismissed people. So that's kind of what we did last week. Um, you know, we're going to talk more about things that are going on in our minds and ways that we're thinking about what are some other elements we can incorporate. But that's kind of where we landed this past week, Jody. Now, what about you guys? Because I know you guys, this was your second week meeting, right? Yeah. And we had even a slightly different variation. We had actually planned to have live musicians. But then on Friday of the first week, uh, we found out that we couldn't even sing uh, live over the people. So no congregational singing and no band member singing. So what we decided to do was we recorded our, our music and our songs, and we actually played them on the video. So we had people watching a video that was pre, pre-recorded. So that was, that was a curveball that we haven't seen in these mm. previous 12 weeks of COVID. It was like, oh, we're in a, a brand new phase again. And we've just uh, been, been working with that and thinking through, just as you said, how we can encourage. And in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, the phrase that I wanted to focus in was um, making melody in your heart. And even before we sing the lyrics, the Bible says that worship uh, originates in the heart. And, you know, Jesus said that their worship is in vain because their heart is not in it. And so we definitely can encourage people's hearts and engage their hearts in worship, even if we can't engage their, their singing. So I think we need to exploit and use all of the, the speaking parts that we can do. So we uh, had people stand up. And last week, what we did was we actually handed it. We bought 20 egg shakers. You know, those little $2 egg shakers. <laughs> They're great. We bought 20 of them at a local music store. And we handed them to people on the way in. And then the kids ministry folks uh, brought up a bucket of little uh, streamer flag thingies and some little kitty tambourine. And we literally handed them out to everybody in our church who wanted one. So we probably had 40, 
40 or 45 little percussion instruments. Mm. Now you could say, what could possibly go wrong with that, right? <laughs> Nothing. And you know, you don't I'm, want I'm thinking about to... everything going wrong. <laughs> now, Pat, the good news was it was the little mini tambourine and the little mini egg shaker. So I said to our sound guy, I said, just, you know, turn the volume up on the pre-recorded music, just in case the rhythm, you know, is, is a little, uh, a little ruckus and just a little off tempo. So, so we had a blast. Anyway, people had fun. They, they stood up and I gave them a little rhythm lesson ahead of time. I had, I had the big tambourine, the big brass tambourine. So it was, uh, it was definitely the lead tambourine. And I said, okay, let's do this. This is the beat one, two, three, you know, we did a little practice and I did a little tutorial on shaking the egg. And then we sang All Hail the Power of Jesus Name. The video rolled and uh, people stood and uh, some people raised their hands. Some people waved their little flaggy things and, and everybody was doing their percussion stuff. So that was one thing that we uh, did to involve people and uh, they seemed to really love it. Man, <laughs> I was just thinking, I've, I've, I've gone a lot of different places yeah. and taught that no one should ever have a tambourine in their hand unless they're a percussionist in the church. <laughs> so uh, when I'm hearing, all I'm hearing is is just pandemonia and disaster, and I'm thinking, how in the world did you pull that off, Jody? <laughs> so that's courage. Small tambourines and loud <laughs> video uh, is what it was. Uh, that was great. Um, and you know, Rob, you talked about responsive readings, and um, you know, one of the things we're going to do this week is. Again, we're going to record. We record on Wednesdays, and we're going to record three songs. Our services are going to run 75 or so minutes, but we're going to record three songs. And in the middle of my recording, I'm going to stop, and I'm going to highlight some lyric lines that we've just finished singing. And I'm going to say to the people watching, both on the Internet and live in our congregation, I'm going to say, we just finished singing that, at least we did. Now let's read that together. Let's express that together to God, His greatness, His glory probably somewhere else in the middle of one of those songs, I'm going to stop and I'm going to say, let's pray those lines together. We just finished singing that. Let's pray them together. And probably somewhere else, what I'm going to do is I'll stop the song and just say to the people, we just finished saying this and singing this. I'm going to give you a moment just to close your eyes and to lift that up as a prayer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of inviting them to wrestle with and enact or engage with and interact with the lyrics so they can still, you know, make that melody in their heart. And, and lift it to the Lord. Well, Jody, what you said, even the verse you quoted says, address one another with Psalms. And so that's what, yeah. how I framed the response of reading. I'm like, let's address one another with this Psalm. Let's remind each other about all the things that God is doing. So, uh, amen. I mean, like, that's encouraging to have a, you know, we had smaller attended services. There were 20 people in one and then 50 in another and then 30 in the other. But to hear 50 people talk, say truths from the scriptures to one another, man, like that's, that's encouraging. Absolutely. And are, are you guys wearing, are you guys wearing masks in, in the Sunday gathering? We are. Okay. We are. Yeah. Our congregation was wearing masks. When we went up to the pulpit to read, we read Psalm 150 last week, which was my, which is my preamble to let everything that shakes, you know, let everything that has breath, <laughs> let everything that can hit something, praise the Lord. Uh, but yeah, everybody was wearing masks. And you as well, Rob? Well, the thing, the thing from what I know of in terms of you're allowed a cantor, so you're allowed somebody singing from stage if they are two meters from 
the congregation. So we pushed back our seats. There's a big gap between the stage and our congregation. So when we were on stage, we didn't need to wear masks because people were, you know, more than 12 feet. They were like 15 feet away. Um, right. so that was, that's how we understood the rules. Now, again, if, if I'm wrong, okay, we'll change. But that's the way that we understood it. So people on stage, some of our band members wore masks, but uh, when we sung, we didn't. Um, and the preachers didn't. Right. Wow. Yeah. This is a time too when you know we just think about what the Bible says about biblical responses, whether it's your hands, raising your hands, lifting your eyes, uh, kneeling, bowing, dancing before the Lord. All of these physical postures as well. I think we need to give people permission to respond to the Lord appropriately as their heart leads them to, in a way that. Uh, would normally supplement their singing, but now is maybe all they have. But again, we want to invite, invite people to say, Jesus, I'm, I'm making this real. You know, I think it was Lamentations 341 that says, let us lift our heart with our hands. Mm-hmm. And if all people can do is just lift their hands in the middle of a song, they're still lifting their heart and they're offering to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I think we want to be creative about that. Pat, from your perspective, uh, Maybe tell us what you've been doing. Have you been regathered yet? Are you still at home on Sundays? And uh, what's happening? Yeah, yeah they, um, our church is uh, officially, is it July 5th, the first Sunday in July um, in BC, we're, we're allowed uh, 50 people. Um, and I don't, I don't perceive that changing for quite some time. But so we're talking about how do we, with the, the we live stream so with the cameras and the tech crew and everything it's probably going to mean about 35 people um and they're looking at potentially maybe in the fall doing three different locations with that amount of people and maybe doubling up um so but at present that's they it's a step in the right direction to to meeting again um we haven't heard anything in terms of you're not allowed to sing. Um, the Dr. Bonnie Henry, uh, our medical, whatever she is, <laughs> you think I would know what she is, but she's the one who gives us the updates on a regular basis about what we should do and what we shouldn't do. Uh, had mentioned that about nightclubs and singing in nightclubs, that it was bad because you were too close, supposedly. Um, but said nothing of church. So we're kind of hoping that we will be able to sing, but um, yeah, at present, uh, we're just waiting for July 5th and pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's something special. The doors open up and people start coming through and you get to lock eyes with people. In our case, couldn't really smile at them because we were all wearing masks. Uh, But definitely to see faces and to see faces looking at each other and connecting around the room was was very interesting. One of the, the things that we did actually, we encouraged our people to come a half an hour early. So service started at 10. We actually asked them to come at 915 because there's protocols. There's the screenings at the front door. There's the lines. There's ushers taking people to pre-assigned seats that are clumped together in little groupings of one, two, three, or four. And so most of the people were actually sitting there for about 25 minutes. So there's an opportunity for worship leaders as well to engage people because now you've got them staring at a screen for 25 minutes. So yeah. The music you put on as a playlist, you can have scripture verses, which we did, that will flash as part of a, a rotating slideshow. We've got announcements, and we've got some prayer prompts. 
And so there are just different ways that you make the worship experience engaging for people. That's one of the things we did. And last week, what I did, knowing that the people couldn't sing, we sent them out the playlist ahead of time. And so I said in an email, you're going to be coming and you won't be able to sing these, but here they are, the three songs, and you can sing them on the way to church. Or you can sing them when you go home after church. So you can join the song ahead of time or join the song after and still make it your offering to the Lord. So those are some of the, the really ways good. you're trying to be creative with, with that. Rob, what, what are you doing this week that you didn't do last week? What, uh, what maybe did you learn? So where, where my head has been at is I've been thinking, I, and you guys are going to get to know me. I'm an overthinker. People in my church will laugh at this because I think deeply and I'm, I'm at, at times I'm accused of just thinking too much and not acting. Um, but the thing I've been thinking a lot about is the nature of singing and how does that instruct us on, okay, what do we know what singing worship is? And if we, what can we glean from that in order to help us to engage in other practices that kind of do the same thing? And as, as I've been reflecting biblically just about what singing is, um, I think predominantly singing um, is uh, declaring what God has done and rejoicing in that. Um, I, I know I've heard Bob Coughlin say in one of his Desiring God videos, he says, God isn't simply interested in us saying good things about him. He wants us to sing those things. And, and I just think that what worship really is, a predominant feature of worship is declaring the wonderful deeds of God. And I think about Psalm 96, verses 1 to 3, which says, Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the people. So if, if singing is a predominant feature of singing is declaring God's deeds, uh, we think about Exodus. Exodus 15, the first song in the Bible is when God delivers the Israelites away from Pharaoh. And what do they do at the other side of the, the Red Sea? They sing. They come up with this great song. And in fact, that's the last song in the Bible, Revelation 15. You know, 15, 15, people are singing the song of Moses, declaring what God has done throughout history. So if that's the case, and I could spend hours going through scriptures where it, it defends this idea of sing because of what he's done then I think the idea is how do we just declare more about what God is doing? If we can't sing what God is doing, well, let's just declare that. And so um, some of the things that I'm thinking about this weekend are just testimonies. Let's hear from our people about what God has been doing in their lives throughout this pandemic. And hey, just grab your iPhone, record it at home. We're going to put it in the service and let's just declare, let's just thank God about what he's doing. Another thing I think about is missionary updates. We know that when Paul did his, did his missionary works in Acts 14, 15, and Acts 21, he came back and he told the church and they glorified God. So we want to reach out to our missionaries this week and we're going to try to, um, over the next while, as long as we can't sing, let's hear about what God is doing. Um, and even just responsive readings to the Psalms. You know, I think about some Psalms where it's all about what God has done and what he's doing. Psalm 9, praising God for his justice. Or Psalm 47, praising God for his victory. Those things, again, we're, we're together gathering, declaring what God has done. Now, I need to warn you, this will make you want to sing. And that's a good thing. That's what is supposed to happen. We hear about what God has done, and we're going to want to sing. And that's the bummer is we can't. But... I think what I'm going to do is then provide people with a playlist, a Spotify playlist, so that on their way home, 
they can put that on in the car when they get home, put it on, and they can start singing. So I really want to see us devoting a lot of our service. If we're not going to sing, we might still do, a, we're probably still going to do like a, an offering song, like a musical song, a worship offering. But I want to see us declaring the deeds of God, because that's, I think, predominantly what worship is, declaring God's deeds and singing them. And he wants us to do that. And if we can't sing, well, let's do that all the more. Let's declare all the more. That's where my head's at this week. I don't know about you guys. What are you guys thinking? I was just going to say, uh, when, when a mask is on, what's behind a mask stays behind a mask. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they are singing. You just don't know it. Oh, I heard, I heard some singing. I heard it. I could tell you. I was like, oh, I hear some mumbling. Yeah, yeah. Pat, talk to us for a second about um, worship as prayer or singing as prayer. Because, you know, we're talking about this idea of our, our songs ascending. And, you know, the Bible says in Revelation that our prayers ascend to the very throne of God. So talk to us, you know, biblically for a minute about, about what it is we're doing when something comes out of our mouth, whether it's a song or a phrase and, and what's actually happening. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I was, uh, I got up really early this morning and was just sitting downstairs and Jody, you sent out a paragraph of potentially what we'd be talking about, but I was thinking, uh, a, a quote by Thomas Wilcox. Uh, he said this, he said, see the sun and you see all the S O N see the son of God and you see all. And I think, you know, just thinking about how does one respond uh, when you see the sun and um, the way we respond is, is I think that is prayer and that's singing. It's, it's the response to seeing the sun um so when our when our heart is engaged and to and our minds are engaged and we're we're aware of the truth that we're singing um you know i i was just thinking beholding glory or majesty or beauty or holiness how you know what what's the appropriate response to that and uh you know scriptures are filled with the Psalms in particular of, of many expressions of, of exalting him, but standing in awe or clapping or lifting hands or bowing or, you know, shouting, or uh, there's just a, 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 a vast uh, arrangement of, of ways that we can exalt God. And so I think it's vitally important that we, it's it's uh, i often talk about spreading a banquet feast like in a way that we that if 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 we are coming and we've been with jesus ourselves and we've saw the sun and then we whether it's in a video uh whether it's a live stream it was recorded on wednesday or we get to do what rob's doing now and actually play in front of the people is are are you believable to the people that you're serving, that you have been, that you've saw the sun and that this week your heart has been engaged with the sun. And then, and then your love for Jesus, your devotion to Jesus, your worship of Jesus 
comes out. And, and I think I, I use this term often that are you believable? And I think so many worship leaders out there often are so caught up in the arrangement, so caught up in the, in the, uh, I need to pay attention to what chords I play. I need to pay attention to the lyrics more than they are like engaged and worshiping Jesus. And so I think prayer, mm. I think, I think singing, I think all the very, the vast assortment of, of, of responses flows from uh, having seen the sun. And I think, I think that's what we want. We want to leave with worship leaders out there everywhere is have you been with Jesus and is Jesus transforming your life in a way that, when you stand before the people of God, however it has to be right now, even with a mask on, if it has to be that way, um, you know, you know, and I know when, when, when you sit and you go to, uh, I remember the first time I heard only a Holy God by city of light. And I, I was, I was ruined. I just mm-hmm. was, I encountered the Lord in such a way because there it was the, the beauty of the, of the lyric um, combined with like, I was watching these people and I'm thinking these people love Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, so I, so I think, I don't know if, if I answered your question there, Jody or not, but I think there's the, at the core, at the core is starting with, um, see the sun and let the sun. Um, and so where you said you, at the outset, um, what, what was the Ephesians five text that the, the part you were focusing on? I'm 18 to 20, but 19, verse 19 specifically. Yeah, what, what, what was the last? Making, making melody in your heart. Melody in your heart. So from there, as, you know, when you, when you see the sun, melody happens in the heart. Yeah. And that's yeah. vitally important. I was thinking about James 5.13 a bit, Pat, where it talks about if anybody's cheerful, let him praise. Yeah. And it's like there's a link. There's a link between our mm-hmm. cheerfulness and, mm-hmm. and singing. And it's because of that. It's when I look at Jesus and who he is, that ought to make me cheerful, which ought to make me praise. It's kind yeah. of a very, it's like uh, the steps. Look at Jesus, right. find joy and praise him. And man, amen. Like that's, we got to yeah. embody that as leaders. Um, even if we're, we're not able to sing, we've got to find a way to embody that. Yeah. I also like what you said, Jody, about the, like sending stuff out in like in advance to the, to the service of the gathering. Um, for years at Crossway the church, I was, before we merged, we used to do a thing called Crossway Gathered and we sent it out on like Tuesday or Wednesday. And it was basically the, the liturgy for the Sunday with a link to songs we were singing and a confession of sin, the, the call to worship. And it was a, we just encourage people to prepare their hearts mm-hmm. for the gathering and to, um, to, to come with expectation. And so there's a real sense where there was no surprises in a good way, I think. Uh, and yet it was, was helpful for people. They, they came, you know, having spent time listening to the songs uh, they knew what we were going to sing, although the arrangement could be different or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think I think something like that is is vitally important to help our people 
and again, it's a way to, you know, to not only do it prior to the gathering, but we, we have something that we can, we can say, boy, I was, I was really impacted by that truth. And, and it's there on the website. We used to just collect them every Sunday, Crossway gathered. And, and then we had, you know, Crossway scattered was our missional stuff that we did. Crossway gathered was our, when the church comes together to worship God. So, yeah. This is good. And, you know, brothers, this is great. And, and we've been talking over the last couple of podcasts is we're not getting, you know, we're not perfect at this. Everybody is learning as we go. And, but I just love the fact that God uses our little efforts and our little ideas in our little corners of the vineyard, wherever God's placed us just to love his people. And uh, what I heard you guys saying was that Jesus is the theme of our praise. He's the reason he's the, the joy, the reason that, that our awe, our inspiration happens that we are, you know, we stand in awe of the greatness of God. It's because of Christ and what he's done and the glory of God and uh, helping people see that. So Rob, as you just said, you know, I love that just about declaring and uh, worship leaders today uh, declare the greatness of God in Jesus Christ, declare the works of Christ and remind people how good God is. Remind them of the power of the gospel that saved and saves us and is saving us and will save us. Remind them of Jesus who's coming back. Hebrews 12 says, looking to Jesus, Pat, exactly what you were saying. Um, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, this, Rob, you're picked up on that theme, right? The joyfulness, endured the cross. So we are in a season of enduring, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Our eyes lifted up this sense of seeing. Matt Redman had a song, worship starts with seeing you. That's what you were saying, Pat, right? And uh, our worship is a response to revelation. So, However you can do worship in your context with the constraints upon you, we pray God's wisdom for you, mm-hmm. pray for great creativity, and Holy Spirit is, you know, he's leading us to do the things that we can do to help our people to love the Lord. No doubt there is an ache and a longing. As you said, Rob, we've said it, we declare it, now we want to sing it, but yeah. we can't yet. And the tension builds until the day when, how long till that day? Oh, what a good day that'll be that we can hear the song loud and uh, you know, we're, we're coming to the end of our, our time right now, but I was just thinking, you know, one of the things that I was reflecting on this week was the one another. So the Ephesians five and the Colossians three passage have the vertical aspect of worship, but almost place as much emphasis on the horizontal. Mm-hmm. Amen. And maybe in a, our, one of our upcoming podcasts, we can talk about the corporate nature and with the emphasis on the corporate, the one another's, which the Bible seems to have a lot to say about that. And just how we can love and encourage one another physically in the room. And also now what we're doing is we're actually leading people live in the room, but we're still leading people who are on their TV sets and on their phones and their computers. So lots to do. Um, I'm going to give you guys a last couple of sentences, thoughts before we, we wrap it up. Rob, we'll start with you and then I'll shoot it over to Pat. Yeah. I was just thinking again about, um, uh, Psalm thirteen six. I was really meditating on because it says this: "I will sing to the Lord because He has dealt bountifully to me and with me." And that being the kind of heart in our worship service is is we come together and we go. Let's look at the way that the Lord has dealt with us. And mm. the greatest picture of that is the cross. The greatest mm. picture of that is the gospel. How has God dealt bountifully with us? Well, He. He's forgiven me in Christ. He's set my sin totally 
out of his sight. He put it on Christ. Christ bore that penalty for me so that now I can gather with people. And yes, even if we can't sing, man, what, what goodness, like what generous, generous love the father has poured out on us that we can do this. So, I mean, I think again, a shout out to gospel focused worship we don't just talk about oh it's so great because look how sunny it is oh it's so great look at how many of us are in the room like that all pales it pales into comparison in comparison to the gospel the gospel that has liberated us set us free that we live unto now so man i think that's going to be the the theme of my worship for a long time especially in this is especially when there's a lot of things we can be thankful for the gospel's got to be preeminent amen Love Jesus deeply and let Jesus, uh, when, you're, when you're believable, people will want to engage. Because I think it's both the proclamation and the demonstration. And so these, this is a season where we, by his grace, um, have to demonstrate in different ways because of this pandemic. But when we love him and we proclaim him, then it's believable and people will, their hearts will be moved. Their minds will be transformed. And uh, the effect of our gatherings, whether they be with masks on or without masks, they will love Jesus more deeply and they will leave saying, I was glad when they said to me, let's go yeah. to the house of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's a great it's a great end, Pat. Thank you. Thank you, Rob, for your thoughts, guys, today. Uh, job description, uh, real easy. Uh, love God, love Jesus, love people, and uh, let, let everything else flow out of that, and uh, the yeah. Lord will use it. So, Thanks, guys, for your time. Folks, thanks for watching us. We're going to be back together again in a couple of weeks. Wyatt, I'm going to turn it over to you, and you can uh, sign us off.